Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Guillermo del Toro. We're doing a creator spotlight on um, one of the most uh, interesting directors of our of our modern time. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on guys? This is Ron. This is Hyde. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. But before we get into that, uh, we wanted to make sure we don't forget our... Uh, Pick of the week! Pick of the week. Hey, look, see, so you got Mr. Meeseek on your phone. Also, Dylan's back. <laughs> hey, what up, boy? What's going on? Dylan's back. You all right? You Dylan, Dylan's all right. back on the show. He hadn't been on in it's over Dylan. a month. It's Dylan. I feel like it was just here. It's that dude. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, too soon, if honestly. Like, what was the last one you were on? Yeah, a little bit. Black Panther? No, you weren't on. No, no he wasn't on Black Panther. I don't yeah, even no remember. Clue. It's been yeah, a while. No but anyway, uh, welcome back, Dylan. Uh, so, I um, guess. I mean, you know. We're going to start it off with the pick of the week here. Um, my pick is Infinity Countdown number one. Whoop 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 whoop. Prime was really good. Yeah, I've I've, I've liked that. them so far. So, what do you have, Ron? How many? You have fifteen picks? No, I just got two. <laughs> I'm I I got two. Uh, East of West thirty seven oh, comes Lord. out. Awesome, that's right? Surprising. I didn't know you liked East of West. Really? I've never. Yeah, that's so strange. And then uh, Doctor Strange Tar Nation number two comes out. I didn't really <sighs> like Doctor Strange either. Yeah. Tar Nation. <laughs> Tar Nation. Tar Nation. It should have been T A R R and it had Babstar do the variant covers. I'd be okay with that. That would have been dope. If the Marvel, if Marvel was not doing that thing, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. No, we we'll get to it now. You already, you already got to it. Hi. Uh, my pick is a uh, Batman White Knight number six. Oh right. Oh cool beans. Yeah. Is that how many issues is that? Eight. 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 Okay. Almost done. Almost done. Okay, Dylan, do you have a do you have a pick this week? Uh, <laughs> He's already forgotten it. Oblivion song. Ooh, oh, wee. oh yeah, that, that is this week. Uh, they sent us the first four issues. They, they did. They were yeah. really good. Well, I thought they were really good. I liked them. I thought they were good. I, think, I thought great. they were okay. I, I know Brandon at Sugarland really likes it. It is really good. Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens with issue five. It's weird the way they're releasing it though, because it, here in in the U.S. it's you know monthly, mm-hmm. and then in the U.K. they're releasing it as a trade first. Oh mm-hmm. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. It's sort of like Annihilation, you know, how Annihilation is straight to Netflix in other countries and here it's in theaters. Oh, I thought you were talking about the plot. The <laughs> plot is Annihilation. There's like, oh, is like it? a city's been taken over by something like a mysterious... By Ghostbird? Yeah. And then he goes in and discovers stuff. I see. Yep. You, you agree, Ron. No, yeah, I agree. I mean... The same plot, essentially. I thought it was on a different... Not universe, but like a different planet, but I have no clue. Oh, okay. So, how long before it's a TV show? Yeah. I mean, next, next month. A TV show that next month. Come out? Next month. Next well, month. as soon as the issue drops. So, Wednesday. The TV show's coming out next month? No. Well, <laughs> they announced... How, when did Outcast get announced? Because it was before the first trade came out. Yeah. That show came out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, been yeah. on it's, for It's on Showtime. I, That's the problem. No talks about it. Because it's yeah. on Showtime. I thought it was on IVC. IFC? IFC. IVC is my favorite Shut new cable. Why, why, why you gotta think me <laughs> like that? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, and also, um, I think we actually have a couple of questions this week. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start off. Um, uh, Jerry, last name omitted. Um, I'm gonna read it as it is written. He said, "Why do they keep doing that thing with Marvel?" And Jerry, I just don't know, man. Like. Wait, who is this? Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if that's a real last name or I'm omitting it, obviously. Um, but why do they keep doing that thing with Marvel? Money. Are there any more handwritten ones like this? Huh? Are there any more handwritten ones like this? Um, well, other, <laughs> than, other than the other, <laughs> other than, than Frank's the manifesto. I know who this is. Oh, you this do? Is Kevin from 1960. Oh. I saw him fill one out. So if there's no other ones, then that's <laughs> got it. Okay, that makes. Okay, so then, then it is a Seinfeld reference because he's writing it like, why do they keep doing that thing with Marvel? Good old. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, All Jerry, right. Kevin. Thanks, thanks, Jerry. We should have known by the Irish last name. Yeah, that's right. Ah, see? There you Even go. Even though he's Scottish. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and then we have another question. We got a, t- a Twitter question. We got a Twitter question? From not- Frank. <laughs> From Frank. It's, it, Twitter is on a college-ruled notebook pa- piece and of notebook And speaking of, we will talk about other social media stuff uh, uh, in a second. Yes, in a bit. Um, but we got a, a big manifesto from Frank. I'm but, not reading that uh, No, I'm not reading it out loud. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a full page of uh, of, some inter- stuff. of of some, some stuff. stuff, but uh, one legitimately interesting question. Yes. Uh, so this was uh, <laughs> he's a hey 
Does Avengers Infinity War opening on April 27th uh, mess up your power rankings? Well, okay, so my thinking on that is what he means is does it affect how you would have wanted to rank it if since they changed the date? I, I'm i not sure. I don't, I don't really know what to think about it. I, I don't really know the real reason why they moved it up a week. Well, Black Panther was the first time they tried... They, like, we're testing out releasing it on the same day in every country. Because normally the UK gets it two weeks or a week earlier than we do. Okay. And I guess it worked out really well. So they're just... And that apparently makes the Russo said there's a lot of, like, secrets and spoilers and stuff that would go online if it released other places first. That makes sense. Oh. So they went okay. okay. everywhere at the same time. They totally stepped on a Rampage. Like, oh, no. That, oh, well, no. Funny story. Just, like, an hour ago they moved Rampage. Because Rampage comes out the week before that, so now Rampage would only have like a week to make any money. Okay. But then they just move Rampage up to. Like, okay. Oh, uh, huh. not on 420, the one day that movie would actually make yeah, money. Right. <laughs> now it's coming out the week before. Poor, huh. poor well, Rampage. Um, well, there well, you go. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I, potentially release date changes can mess with the rankings, but not with this one. No. I, don't I don't think... think it, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have changed my mind. I don't, yeah, I don't think it changes where I put no, it if either. If they pushed it way back, you know... If, like, Solo in April gets pushed back to December, oh, Solo's I'm, oh, I'm, Solo's I'm not coming out. Oh, Solo's wait. Oh, you out. wait and see. It's I getting think, pushed back. I think Solo's going to be, like, dropped on Netflix the same day or something. Oh, wee. <laughs> Hot take. I feel like Solo is going to not come out. I feel uh, like Solo's getting pushed the, back to December. With this, with this post, uh, movie poster controversy, you've, se- you've seen this? Uh, I've, I've seen about something about okay, that. So I hadn't actually looked there, into it. There's some they serious plagiarism going on with... Um, the with the movie posters, you can Google it and see. One it. of was, our coworkers was saying that she did not see the similarities <laughs> between the two. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But I was losing my mind. Hmm. Jesse, oh. <laughs> Je- really? She didn't see the similarities. She saw the similarities like a bit, but she didn't think it was. Players. It's they're identical. They're literally identical. Yeah, it's it's yeah, just changing it's the words. Much, yeah, from huh. funk to Lando. The people or, in the words. E- e- wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. So for for those that don't know. Um, Disney's in trouble for plagiarizing some French concert posters. Yeah, um, from I'll, a couple uh, of years ago. I'll post the link on on Twitter. Vero. Oh, on Vero. And I'll Twitter. put it up on MySpace. God, yeah. Shut up, uh, hey, just so you know, Hyde actually did make a MySpace. If you ha- if you happen to have a MySpace, please follow us on BRC Uncanny Universe. What's your Zanga? Oh, uh, Zanga's shut down. No. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make a live journal though next week. Don't worry. <laughs> I literally thought MySpace was shut down. I, I did like, too. You have a Tumblr. Uh, no, we need a Tumblr. Ron? Ron? You're the one. <laughs> no, no. D- Dylan's, Dylan's in charge of the Tumblr now. Okay, um, but anyway, um, we'll, we'll post a link about it. Um, it's Disney plagiarized some French concert posters, and it's getting a lot of flack for it, and Solo's never coming out. This movie's doomed. This, I, I know. I want it to, like, get either delayed or not come out. That'd be, oh, no, mine's high on the... No, that'd be I amazing. I need it to come out. It needs to be in the middle. <laughs> No, there's no way. But but anyway, um, <laughs> my gosh, off the rails here. Um, so we're recording this Monday night. The Oscars were last night. And so we, we, scheduled, we scheduled this episode in the hopes that it would be relevant to the Oscars. <laughs> yep. Because uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro was nominated for Best Director and Shape of Water was nominated for a bunch of things. Um, Most nominated picture. Well, oh, well, yeah, how picture. many? Uh, it was like... Thirteen or something. It yeah, was a lot. Like it was like that. something like Return something of the King. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. Um, and Del Toro won uh, uh, Best Director. And shock, definitely big shock, is that it won Best Picture. Yes, it did. Because yeah. every, I mean, Three Billboards was the assumed winner, right? Because oh, spoilers for the Oscars. I mean, <laughs> spoilers. Oh. For I was gonna rewatch it on, <laughs> not my DVR. Um, but yeah. So I think Three Billboards had won pretty much every other. Yeah. Award shows. And Shape of Water was the only like difference from the Golden Globes, basically. Right. You know? Everything else matched up as I normally do. Oh, interesting. Right. So, Dylan, you got to watch the whole Oscars. I only got to watch the back quarter of it. Mm-hmm. How was it as a show? Did you enjoy it? It was really good. They did like these montages throughout that were like honoring or like paying homage to like all the previous winners and stuff like that. And they don't normally do that. That's it cool. wasn't that. Like it was political but not negative you know okay which i really liked that's good yeah do you care about the mary poppins trailer eh, i don't care about mary poppins really yeah so. but emily blunt sounded exactly like her yeah that was the like only really that's the only only positive thing I've, i'm taking away from this trailer right now what else about the oscars um i i was happy to see that uh 2049 got uh cinematography 
Yeah. And that, visuals. Yeah. And visual effects. Which is Richard De- it's uh, Richard Deacon's first uh, Oscar, which is a big deal because he's, he's that's cool. Yeah, I know. He's sort of like the Gary Oldman, you know. It's like I'm so mad, Gary Oldman. I know. I was literally anybody but oh, Gary Oldman. I know the list was so good, and then Gary Oldman. I know. But he's been nominated so many times. I feel like that's why he won. Well, yeah. I mean, I I agree. Um, my only other every every other category, I pretty much agree with. Uh, Frances McDormand as lead actress was, you know, great. Uh, Del Toro, obviously. Um, animated picture, Coco. What else was it going to be? Yeah. Um, but that one best song, too, which wasn't expected. Yeah. Supporting actor, Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best choice, too, for Three Billboards. Yeah. Um, and then... Get Out got best original screenplay. It did. Um, Call Me By Your Name was best adapted mm-hmm. screenplay. Kobe Brock- Logan, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I, I was actually really upset about that. Not oh really, but... Uh, it would have been barely even adapted. I mean, it would have been nice. <laughs> it would have been nice. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, it, it's, it'll be a while before a comic movie gets another nomination. I probably feel like Logan might not nomination, the worst but one on the list though. Like, well, like a real nomination. Yeah, like not a, for effects or costumes. Suicide Squad. Um, uh, but, Kobe Bryant won. Kobe Bryant did win for best animated short. So what is the world coming? I, that's what I'm saying. Um, and then the one thing I'm really glad about is Dunkirk winning sound. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It had, it won both editing and mixing. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. It's uh, supporting actress was a really hard category for me because my two favorite. They were both so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, there's other people other than Allison Janney and uh, yeah, Laurie Metcalf, but like, those were like they weren't in the picture. I really wanted Laurie Metcalf, Metcalf to win, and Lady Bird didn't get anything. I know. It's really disappointing. And Sarsa Ronan's been nominated like three times now. I know. But Allison Jenny was so good. She was. Time. She was really good. Um, and Frances McDormand's speech was excellent. If you haven't looked, if yeah. you haven't seen it yet, uh, go look that up on YouTube. And Del Toro's uh, acceptance speech was really good too. Yeah. There are a lot of like a lot of uh, diverse winners. Which yeah, was good. Like, um, like Get Out for best screen- screenplay. Right, mm-hmm. original screenplay. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm glad yeah. He and do you know something. that uh, what was it? Four of the last five best director winners have been Mexican. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gravity, wow. Uh, oh yeah, Alfonso Cuarón. I can't remember the other ones. I'm Moonlight. Drawing a, drawing a blank. No, that was the best picture. <laughs> oh right, no, I'm thinking the best director. Um, I'm 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 had it flipped. I don't know. I don't really remember. I'm trying to remember their names. Or whatever. It, it's yeah. all right. Um, but either way, so I, I feel like all around I agreed with all the choices. More, I mean, except that for Gary Oldman. Gary, Gary Oldman. And I, and that's I, he's not bad in the movie, but like it's just he gets he get he gets. He, I can't remember who was in that who was nominated for that. Uh, Gary Oldman, Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, right. Dan, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington, I, and uh, Timothy Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm not even gonna be able to. Pr- I, I did you see Roman J Israel Esquire? No. It's it's apparently bad, but, yeah, it, but Denzel you, looks good in, he's it. Really good in it. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so. Any uh, big snubs that you guys like? Other than Lady Bird, nominated even? Um, no, I, I mean Blade Runner. I felt like could have gotten maybe a little more. Yeah. Than it did. Um, I would have liked I, to have seen Apes for visual effects. But yeah, for at, real. At the, at the same time, I really it do. It, well, I mean, just in terms of um, it actually, I don't, I don't know if I would actually have considered it a serious contender against Blade Runner. Blade Runner. But I mean, I would like to see Doug Jones and like Andy Serkis actually get some recognition. The, the, the problem with what's the word that they use? They don't call it mocap. They call it something else. Uh, Andy Serkis, when in an interview, she doesn't call it motion capture. He calls it no. something else. I okay. forget what it is. It's performance capture. He calls it performance capture. <laughs> um, I feel like if they did a performance capture Academy Award, it would just be Doug Jones and Andy Serkis every year getting the award. And yeah. well, well I, I know, but I mean, see, like, but that's the thing. Like Toby Kebbell could have won one for. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. When he did, um, why I'm drawing Koba. Okay. I think I think it could, it, at some point there could be an, uh, a category for it, but I don't know if that's. I don't. I think I'm just kind of tired of it being lumped into visual effects now. Yeah. Because. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Andy Circus deserves something for all, pioneering, awesome. essentially. I, the entire, I mean, absolutely. The entire aspect of the industry. Hyde, were you mad that? Justice League wasn't nominated for best animated feature. I'm not actually. <laughs> I, I, you know Shame. what I'm, you know what I'm really disappointed in. It's just the first year Transformers has not made it in for visual effects. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I wish I had on the soundboard a, a hip hop oh, air horn. Oh, yeah. No, no, for. <laughs> 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 
when, I would have actually liked to see Patty Jenkins for Best Director. Yeah, like at least a nomination. Five, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they only do Not five. Right. Who? Yeah, she, I don't, well. she saved that movie probably. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's um, that's the Oscars. That was last night uh, for us, a couple of days ago for uh, you all. But um, so the whole reason for this episode is we were hoping that Del Toro would win something and make this episode uh, a little more relevant, <laughs> and uh, we were right. Um, yeah, he's validated. Yeah, he's a good director. Yeah, well, he's always been a good director. Is like, is the thing is he's got he's done ten ten movies and he's written all of them except for one. Do you know which one that is? Mm-mm. I'm asking. Is it the first one? The, no, or no. The, the the one that I didn't watch. Blade. No, he wrote Mimic. Two. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Blade Two. Correct. Yes. He did not write Blade Two. Oh. He so movies he's done. I was done, gonna say Hellboy, but I was like, no. Nah, so he wrote Hellboy. Oh, he Hellboy. On on this episode, I um I sort of wanted to to highlight his Spanish language movies. And Shape of Water, as I feel like those are the ones that are all sort of most similar and like encompassing his vision. Uh, and Pacific Rim doesn't. No. <laughs> well, I would, I, argue, I would argue that Crimson Peak does also. Crimson Peak does a little bit, but I don't like Crimson Peak. <laughs> Did he actually Crimson direct? Directed? Yeah, he wrote and directed. Okay, it. I couldn't remember. Okay, we were talking about this earlier. I thought he that, produced. Chris, Crimson Peak was really disappointing. I watched it today. Oh, I'll you defend did? it to the end. Okay. It's still good. I have only it's seen so it. Beautiful I, also. I saw it in theaters. It, well, it I is, agree. I agree. Yeah, it does um, look great. But Pacific Rim does contain um, a lot of interesting Del Toro ideas um, with the characters, like the uh, the, the Katanovskis and mm-hmm. Charlie Hunnam's family. I don't know, whatever they're called. The Americans. You remember a lot more <laughs> of Pacific Rim than I do. Well, I read the book. <laughs> and I, uh, and I watched it two days ago. And he, and he wrote the book. Uh, too the, the the novelization of the movie. Huh. Um, he also has written some other books. Uh, he wrote the Strange trilogy um, with another guy. Yeah, and those are really good. I really like those a lot. And uh, but anyway, um, I think one one of the things with Del Toro before we get into the movies themselves is I think you can judge a director by the amount of frequent collaborators that they have. Like if you have people that are willing to work with them on many projects oh, for sure. yeah. that must mean that they're a pleasant good to work you know good to, work, to with, work with yeah, and yeah. talented mm-hmm. and you know somebody like ron perlman has done half of his movies yeah. he's been in half of del toro's movies um federico uh, uh lupi who was in uh uh chronos devil's yeah. backbone and pan's labyrinth um doug jones doug jo- well yeah doug jones has been in like most of them too um he Granted, in monster makeup, but yeah. you know he's been in most of the movies, um, and you know, and he's had the same producer, uh, Bertha Navarro, has been on almost all of his movies, um, and her brother uh, Guillermo Navarro has been on all of his movies. Like, there's, there's just all, the list goes on and on of his frequent collaborators. There's a whole sub Wikipedia ex- uh, section for frequent collaborators. Oh, interesting. Um, and anyway, so that that's just one of the things I've I've been a, bi- a big fan of his for a really long time. Since um, 2002, because that's when Devil's Backbone came out on DVD, which is when I saw it, because I never saw it on theaters. Well, the other thing with Del Toro, too, is whenever he actually starts working on a project he's actually kind of really passionate about... Oh, absolutely. They turn out pretty decently. I mean, you know, it it goes a little bit with Pacific Rim 2 that comes out later this month. Um, You know, he just didn't want... He didn't have a feel for it. He didn't want it... He wasn't passionate about doing that story, and so I... It's kind of a different idea of a respect from a director standpoint that you know what yes i started this yes i left it open for a franchise but i don't feel right to do this yet unlike other ones like michael bay right (laughs) oh god um but so the the four spanish language movies um his very first movie came out in 1993 um it's in spanish it's name it's called chronos um and who before this podcast i think none of y'all had seen chronos right spoiler Oh, yeah, I spoilers. didn't watch any three of these movies before. Okay. This oh, that's right. Um, um, also, spoilers, also spoilers, spoilers for, for all, all of these movies. movies. Um, so, so before this podcast came about, you would uh, let me guess. You'd seen Hellboy one and two. Yeah. Blade two. N- uh, no. Pacific Rim. Yes. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. And Shape, then of Shape of Water. So, yeah. Okay, so you've seen five. I've seen, I mean, I've Half. seen some of his but, movies, but not but the movies not that those, are like considered like especially Pans, which right. is right the um, beloved one. But right, that's the one that. That's the one that really put him on, like, the artistic map. Mm-hmm. Like, in America, anyway. Um, aside from just, like, cinephiles and whatever. Um, but, so, Kronos comes out in 1993. It's his first film. Um, and in the on the Criterion Collection um, Blu-ray, uh, there's an interview with him where he talks about 
uh, the important there's two the two most important movies in a director's career is his first and his last. And he says in the first movie you're going to see everything that they want to accomplish in their career. And he says that and that's what you get in Kronos. You get monsters, you get um, disintegrated or fractured families, and you get redemption through uh, you know uh, action. And I I think Kronos is fantastic. Yeah. Whenever I was so I finished it and I immediately texted you and I was like, fam, this is a this is a Dracula movie. Dog. It's a vampire movie. It's a vampire movie. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is dope. Well, and and that's and that's what Del Toro says is that you know it's this is a vampire movie, but it's it's subverting the genre kind of like Shape of Water in that the monster isn't the bad guy. Right. The the vampire is this old man who is not threatening in any way. He doesn't kill anybody. No. He's yeah. he's he's a character to be pitied. He's licking f- uh, blood off the floor of a bathroom. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's so beautiful. Like uh, that, th- that that whole sequence. As, as soon as I got to that part, I was like, what. Mo- movie am I watching? What I know. is this? What is this movie? Del, Del Toro is really hard on this movie. Like in the in the in the interviews he talks about, you know, there's a lot that he feels didn't work right in the movie, but there's still some scenes that he can look at and say, "Man, this 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 was I did it right here." And that was the bathroom scene. Okay. Yeah, cuz that was a yeah, cuz <laughs> the dude came out right. and just scrubbed the uh right. the the, the, the surface of the counter and then he looks down and it's blood on the yeah, it was good. What did you think about this movie, Dylan? About Kronos. I liked it. It was my least favorite of all. Really? I so we're opposite. So That's I rewatched my... uh, um, Crimson Peak, even though I didn't need to. Uh, okay. I rewatched Pan's Labyrinth, and then um, Chronos and Devil's Backbone. 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 And this was my least favorite, but... So out of all of them, it's your least really favorite? good, but... Because I think I, that's my... And I don't think it's a bad like movie. Top it's just two. like, the other ones have like a really strong message, I feel like, or... You know, or like a lesson to be learned, and this one sure. was a little bit softer on Maybe that. Maybe it was because I wasn't expecting anything from this movie. Like that was the first I one I watched, and I didn't. With it as much okay, because of that, I I understand. I can understand and the, that the characters weren't as like fleshed out. Like um, the little girl was just kind of like yeah, she was blank. You know, and well, the only real characters in the movie are Ron Perlman and yeah. um, and, no. and Ron and Perlman the was great. By yeah. way. He was really good. He was in this despicable, movie. but I, but you still like him. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. If, if <laughs> I love that he wanted to get a nose job. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, okay, so funny. funny story on the interviews. They, they on the on the Criterion they interview Ron Perlman, and they talk about that about the like he's measuring the noses of right. the statues, and they came up with that randomly. They're like he's like I need some quirks to latch on <laughs> this character, so and, and she's like, well, what if you you're really you know self conscious about, about your looks? Yeah. It's like oh well, great, I, I hate my nose, so you know what if I'm <laughs> it's like measuring statues and you know, trying to pick up the person. I mean, nose. even that first interaction with him and the old, and the old guy and the little girl is just like, hey, what are you, this, this one or, or this one? It's just like, it was perfect, dude. And, and, and I don't love Ron Perlman. Like, I, I mean, don't, like, yeah. he's, I like him from I mean, he's fine. Sons of Anarchy. So right, I, he's, yeah. he's, he's fine, but like, he's really good in this movie. But, um, the, so, funny what story. for you? Is it your least favorite too? Or? Um, of, of the Spanish language and yeah, of, of these types of movies? Also. Um, I guess, but I still really like it. It's, I mean, if if I feel it's, like he was still getting his footing a little bit. Obviously, right, of course, movie, but it wasn't like. But I feel like distinctly it, as distinctly Del Toro as the other. But ones. I, correct, I, I agree. But Even, I also think it doesn't feel like a first movie. It, sure. it really yeah. doesn't. It, no. It's it, like the talent comes through immediately. Its only downside is when you compare it to his other movies. In right, opinion. exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, another thing that um, funny with Ron Perlman in this movie is that they talk about. Um, so when he when he uh, agreed to do this movie, um, all of his people told him not to do it because they're filming in Mexico, first time director, blah 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 blah. They get halfway through the movie and one of the American producers pulls out and they can't pay Ron Perlman, and Del Toro's like, "I promise you, you will be paid." And his agent's like, "Nope, <laughs> come back. Nope, don't do it." And he stuck around, and Del Toro ended up paying him obviously, and and they all and they've had a great career since. Like he narrated the first audiobook of The Strain. Uh, you know Pacific Rim and all these other things, but um, also the character of Angel de la Guardia that he plays was supposed to be a Spanish speaker, a fully Spanish speaker. Oh, okay. And then yeah. he gave it to Ron Perlman, and he's like, "I don't speak a lick of Spanish." So he he stayed up all night to memorize a monologue, and uh, he he did it for Del Toro after he had the job. And Del Toro was like, and "He's like, well, what did you think?" He goes, "Oh, it was." Utterly unusable. <laughs> so he's like, well, what do we do? He's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So they made him like, you know, this, 
you know, recently returned to Mexico, only only speaks bad Spanish, right. and yeah, yeah. you know, and it just it, it worked? just worked out. Yeah. And look at him now; he can speak perfect Elvish. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I I really like this movie, um, and it's definitely worth a watch. It what sucks because what do you like about it so much? What do I like about it so much? I I really like um, it. I like it visually, and I like. Um, the performance of is it Frederick Federico? I, I forget his Frederico, first name. Yeah. Um, Loopy, the, the 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 older the old man, yeah. the vampire. Um, I I think his performance is what is the strongest, and I like the the family relationships in the movie, um, and the use of color in the movie is really interesting. Yeah, because um, he, he doesn't use the color red at all in the movie unless it's blood right. or. Um, uh, the daughter's coat, the granddaughter's red coat, to oh, to yeah. uh, signify life. Um, so it's just like from from the very beginning of the movie, like he from the very beginning of his career, he has an eye for knowing what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, it's not. It, yeah. I mean, he he perfects it later, but it has all the Del Toro trademarks are just not as, you know, prominent. Um, did you? I don't. I'm sure none of you got to watch. There's a. Uh, his very first short film is on the Criterion Blu-ray. It's on Kronos or on, on Kronos? The, okay, I, called, I was looking for it. I thought it was called, on uh, called uh, Geometria, uh, Geometry, uh, in and it's six minutes, and it's a it's hilarious. It's about this guy, this student who is failing geometry, and makes draws a pentagram to summon a demon to help him pass his test, <laughs> and the whole thing is a setup for a joke at the end, where the demon shows up and is like. But that's not a pentagram. <laughs> He's so bad at geometry. For sure, that's yeah, kind of good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I was looking for it. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I must. Have, I was just looking. It's all, good. I was looking all through. Uh, um, the Devil's Backbone. Yes, but um, anyway. So speaking of Devil's Backbone, let's move on to that. That came out in two thousand one because after uh, Chronos, he did Mimic two, right? Or no, he didn't. No, he did Mimic one. Yeah, yeah. He wrote and directed Mimic, which um, is pretty good. But uh, we're just gonna go over that one a little bit. Um, so he had a big gap between he had ninety three was Kronos ninety seven was Mimic then two thousand one was The Devil's Backbone, uh, and this is my favorite Del Toro movie. I absolutely love The Devil's Backbone. Um, it's my it was my introduction to him. Um, I, I I think it's really great. Um, but I think you've all seen it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. but just recently. So what right. did, what did you think about this movie? So this is the second one I watched. I you watched so them in the to order. Just watch them in order. Uh, I didn't like this one as much as I liked Kronos, because I like okay. Kronos a lot. I like the story of Kronos. I just didn't... It was hard for me to connect with the kids Okay. in the story. Um, that being said, it's a really good movie, and I like the way it ended. Yeah. So, yeah. I think... I don't know. It I, was... I, I, visually, it's great. And I like the little... the. I watched him talk about how he made the movie, and I liked mm-hmm. the choices he made for the ghost, for which was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what did y'all What did y'all think of this movie? For me, with Devil's Backbone, I think this is I like this one more than I like Kronos. Mm-hmm. But between this and Pan's Labyrinth, I like the idea that he the main focus isn't on the Spanish Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, Pan's Labyrinth it's a backdrop five years later, but yeah, it's all a backdrop to help progress the story. And develop the characters into their ideas in their world, um, as well as adding in that supernatural element that he ends up adding in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like I like this one a lot. It's I, I do too. For me, it'd probably be Pans this and then Chronos. Sure. What did you think of Devil's Backbone, Dylan? This one might be my favorite. It's up there for sure. It. I yeah. loved it so much. It was really good. And this one was like compared to Chronos, I could see like the metaphors and the symbolism. Like I don't know why they just stood out to me more, and like more fun to analyze and the characters like Carlos was his name right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like just so much more likable and relatable and like I cared about him more than the, the characters, characters in Kronos. Kronos and uh, I don't know every character was so nuanced and, and complex you know no one mm-hmm. was perfect and oh, except I, maybe um, the, the girl uh, I can't remember her name what was her name? Mercedes? Was Mercedes? Yeah was that her name? The, the teacher Marissa yeah. yeah Marissa Paredes was the yeah. actress yeah um, Carmen Carmen yeah. Carmen Mercedes was. When I was in, just like glued to the screen. I was like, oh, "This is so good." You know, yeah. like I went to like. It's so. I went to walk Liam because I had to walk him, so I, but I like so I like transferred it onto my phone. Because like, <laughs> like, like it was on Apple, I was like, "I'm gonna keep watching while I'm walking Liam." I couldn't stop. It was so good. And it's so 
visually stunning for a movie that doesn't have a lot going on visually. You know what I mean? There's not like yeah. a lot of one setting basically. Right. Yeah. And um, that's a thing that Del Toro talks about. Um, he says the di- there's a difference between eye candy and eye protein. He says eye candy is something that looks great but doesn't serve the purpose, doesn't serve the movie in any way. So it just looks great, you know, like Transformers right, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus eye protein, which is something that looks good and you're telling a story with everything in the frame. Uh, and I feel like he 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 talked about that in reference to Chronos, but I feel like it even expanded it in, sure. into all of his later movies. It's just it's just so prevalent, and his uh, his eye for detail is incredible, and the metaphors like Dylan was talking about, like the the war itself is a metaphor for Santi's story, and then and then the kids and the ghost, it's a metaphor back for the Civil War. Like it, it's a it's a it's a cyclical like metaphor thing. It's really it's really nuts, um, and I think it's amazing that for a language that I don't speak, you can still tell that the performances are really good. Like oh, from yeah. the two adult teachers, they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um, Lupi and uh, Marissa Paredes uh, are fantastic. Like Carmen as the teacher, her her character is fantastic. I like her a lot. Yeah, she was great. And I. I Eduardo, I don't remember the the bad guy's name. The guy with the scarf around his neck. Um, oh, um, Jacinto. Oh, yeah, Jacinto, yeah. But no, I'm, I was trying to remember the actor's name. I don't oh, remember. Okay. It's Eduardo his, Noriega. I was like, I know it's E-N, but I don't remember. Um, but he he was good, and I liked uh, Conchita. She was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, 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 I loved... Liked, I liked a good mystery, you know? Like, it slowly unraveled, and it was like the tension just built so well. And, like, from the beginning, you know? And I feel like... There's, like, no hope in this movie at all until, like, the... There's, like, no hope of resolution until the very, very end of the movie. End, yeah. Like, ha- there's no way they're getting out of this. Everything is bad, bad, bad. And Del Toro said he wanted to, he wanted to do it, like... And again, this is... The ghost is not the big scary thing. Right. The big scary thing are the people yeah. and the war and all yeah. these... And the ghost is just some kid that died. Right. You know? Um, he does it in like I feel like all of them though, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, that's really sort of like that. his deal, um, and that's that's one of the things he said in his in his uh, Academy Award speech uh, last night. He said uh, he loves monsters. He was made by them and absolved by them, and they shape his world. So you know, and, and he and you can really get that from his work, um, and I I think so. I'm, I started reading Ready Player One. And they referenced Del Toro as one of uh, James Halliday, the guy that created yeah, sure. one of his favorite directors. Right. So like, which, and this that book was written years ago, so that's kind of cool because that's well before Shape of Water, probably around the time of Pan's Labyrinth. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I remember, uh, yeah, I remember being excited for Pan's Labyrinth coming to theaters, and it blew my mind that, that I was going to see a movie in Spanish in theaters. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was very excited. But um, no, I I absolutely love The Devil's Backbone. I think I, I think it's my favorite. I, I'm that's what I say. But I mean, I love Shape of Water also, but it's hard. I mean, I love all of them, but I don't know. It was so gruesome too. Which oh, this one? Yeah. Oh yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for some reason, I get I'm not very squeamish with that kind of stuff, but the way he does it, I'm just like, like really. Okay. I I, he he makes he makes I mean, it so right. real. And what he he got me towards the end of the movie where the the kid was going through the window. Oh. And he falls and just breaks. I was like, oh no, uh, oh I know. no, you poor kid. Right. Yeah. No, it was, there were some little parts in there. There was uh, he was talking about him making a movie again. He was talking about how he visualized uh, Santi. Mm-hmm. He was With talking the about blood the rust. Up. He, no, oh. well that too. But he was talking about the rust on the things. He was like, "What if he made him cry?" But it's it's the rust of the. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy how much he thought yeah, about the, that. The yeah. level of detail in Del Toro movies is yeah. just out of control. You know, compared to. Some people that make genre movies. And you, can, right. you, and you wouldn't be able to know who directed it. You know, yeah, for sure. Exactly. There's no way you wouldn't know a Del Toro movie, you know, if you right. directed it or wrote it. it w- you, could, you could take away the, the, the credits and you'd still know. Even the movies that he's produced. Yeah, I mean, like, see his imprint. Like, like the like, like the orphanage. Or don't, don't be afraid, afraid of the dark. Right. Well, he wrote that. Yeah. and Well, well he has a writing credit. Yeah, he has a writing credit for that and he's a producer on that. But even just in the creature's designs, too, mm-hmm. those are... Well, that's his design studio. Yeah, it's, all it's, the people, all those frequent collaborators. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the devil's backbone is really good. And if you haven't seen it, uh, pick up the criterion Blu-ray. It is definitely worth your time. Um, and the audio commentary uh, track for that is also really good. Um, but then 
uh, that one again not nominated for anything over here. Um, the, he's not really on the map at that point. And so after that, he does what? Uh, Hellboy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he no, he does Blade Two, the only movie he directed that but didn't write, um, which is I guess his worst movie. I haven't seen Blade Two. Is it good? I, no, it's forgettable. It's fine. So, I think I seen the first Blade and that was it. Blade Two's all right. I mean, but it it it's completely a forget. It's a very forgettable movie. Like it doesn't. So he needed a check. Like yeah, I guess so. Well, he wanted to. Do, he was working on Hellboy. Okay. You know, he wanted to work on Hellboy. Yeah, for that sure. that had yeah. been a passion project for him for a while. Yep. And so, 2002, the year after Devil's Backbone is Blade Two. Two years after that is Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. Um, which we can we we should save Hellboy because at some point we'll probably do sure a Hellboy we'll do. show. Yeah, we have sure. the reboot movie coming out next year. Yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That those yeah that looks so so cool. Um, but and then 2006 is when Pan's Labyrinth comes out, and I remember. I guess I was, I don't know, I don't know how old I was, uh, 20, um, and I remember going with the theater, going to the theater with my parents to go see the movie, because my mom and I were big Del Toro fans, and we were just both super stoked, um, because we loved Del Toro so much, um, and I was, it was a limited release too. I don't know, did you, y'all didn't see it in theaters? So I'm no. no. <laughs> I, was too, I was too young. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you're right, but um, it was a super limited release. I had to go, we had to go like drive 45 minutes to go see it, you know. Yeah. But uh, it, man, you had to go to Houston to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go to North Houston to see it. Savage. Um, but no, I, and so were there a lot? Of, was it popular when it came out in theaters? Like, were there a lot of people there? Well, it was a limited release, so it's hard to tell. Limited release releases. That's a weird sentence. Limited release released movies have generally, you know, high audience count. But right, because there's not, yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's only four screens. theaters showing it, yeah. so, you know, it's like Shin Godzilla felt like it was really popular, I'm sure, but, you know, there were only like three screens did showing it. Did it get a wide release after it won a bunch uh, of stuff? Yes, okay. it, yeah, it did. Um, but I saw, it, I saw it when it first came out, um, and then it got nominated for um, Best Foreign Language Film. It didn't win. Um, it got nominated for several things. Um, it won effects and things like that but it didn't win for best foreign language which is really disappointing mm-hmm. uh, a german film won about the holocaust so i mean you know what can you do um <laughs> but this is his uh his second movie dealing with the spanish civil war which is really interesting because he's mexican and you know just make... he said he wants to do a trilogy of these right well he wanted he, he wants ha- to do he, one more he had a he had a planned sequel for pan Called thirty nine thirty three, I think, or something that like that. Sounds right. So, uh, it, and then it, he ended up not, not being I, able to do I it. I think yeah, but I think no studio was going to give him the budget for the film that he wanted to do on that. And yeah, I'm and sure that's he just is probably working on it. And when he, it's yeah, whenever he's ready to do, to do it, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like there's a term like for novelists called your trunk novel, and it's a book that you write and you put away for years, and then you end up releasing it thirty years after you wrote it, like Stephen King's Under the Dome. He wrote that in the late seventies. It didn't come out t- till mid two thousands. For sure, you know. After the Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons movie, I still need to watch that. I mean, read that. I need it's, to read that book. Underdome's good, um, but I feel like he'll he'll do another one at some point. But so, Dylan, what do you think about Pan's Labyrinth? Um, I really really like it. It's, it's it might be my favorite between that and uh, Devil's Backbone. But oh. I rewatched it yesterday. Are you counting Shape of Water? No. Okay. That was I wasn't even counting Shape of Water. I'm okay. Like, um. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's my favorite. It was really, really good. Pan's I Labyrinth. just like, yeah. Why do y'all like that movie? Because it's great. I okay. mean, because it's it's. What I mean, don't you like about it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a probably be. Uh, oh, yeah, that's that's the that's the hotter take right there. I, it was a lot of war in that movie. Yeah, and I just didn't care. Like I, meet so. This movie, when I when I hear about it, is like the best movie of all time, right? It's like yeah. this movie's great, I like can, it's awesome, right? I can hear it being, I can see it being overhyped. A and I was bit, like, but. okay, cool. And I always see like the creature with the hand right, thing, and I was just man. like, all right, cool. So this is gonna be a creature heavy movie, right? And it really wasn't. No, and that's what I was expecting. So I guess I should probably just watch it again. I was just expecting more from it. I, I don't know. You're you're thinking, you're like a a war movie. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a war I liked, movie either. I liked but that it had a war setting, but it was like an ultra feminine message. You know? No, I like got he, you. I, I don't remember where it was, but I saw an interview with him talking about how Devil's Backbone was like his masculine 
message and then okay. he intended this to be like the feminine version of it. Okay. And you could see in like the uh like the fallopian imagery everywhere like yeah. the tree and the bed and like the blood on the paper for and sure the horns and right stuff like no that. i got you i mean the movie looks great i just for whatever reason i was just like i don't i don't care about this movie hmm. i would i feel like it was way too hype for me but whenever i i don't know ha 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 uh yeah oh, so what a story who so uh no uh anyway so the, sorry for the uh the edit there uh we got uh we had to emergency unload some boxes um yes but, we did yes we did uh <laughs> so um any, anyway anyway um, richard bye richard, bye, richard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so um anyway pans Labyrinth. yeah i don't like pans yeah, and, so, and I need to watch it again. That's so basically what, I think just what, what it was. I think all we had talked about, uh, we were trying to remember where, where someone happened is Richard showed up with a big collection he just purchased and we needed to help him unload the van. Word. Um, anyway, so Pan's Labyrinth. Um, I loved this movie when I first saw it. Um, I I think it it is the pinnacle of what Del Toro has tried to achieve with his directing. I think it's in terms of message metaphor visuals um and all forms of storytelling i think he just knocked out of the park with this and i think it's really a shame that it i feel like it should have been nominated for best move best picture not yeah, foreign language because uh, um what won that year i think it was the departed won that year 2006 2006, 2006. I'm, i i that sounds yeah i i would looked it up earlier and i think it's the departed um, and I think they probably thought it had a better chance in foreign language film. It should. I mean, it should have been a home run. Yeah. But um, anyway, so hi, when did you see this movie? Uh, it was a few years after it came out. Okay. Probably about 2010, 2011, sure. roughly. Um, I was actually working as a like pseudo security guard, and so I was watching it on my phone. Okay. Um, I like this ending and i hate this ending all at the same time this ending's really sad and really uplifting right no i know um the ending gave my mom had a really hard time with this ending for a long time and didn't rewatch the movie until two weeks ago with me i didn't think of it as sad at all oh she she was really broken up about it It, it's a very distressing it's it's a very sad ending i but also very but it's i mean she gets the, the ultimate goal she ends up where she was originally intended to be right but nobody else on earth knows that yeah. you know what i mean like it's That's true. she's happy because she gets to be with uh, her father the king who is federico lupi from chronos and devil's backbone um and oh also um but but mercedes is you know has to see her die and kill by the captain but Which I am perfectly okay that he's dead. Man, his, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, the captain's yeah. part at the end when he's like surrounded by all the rebels. And he's got the baby. That was a really, that was a really. And he's like, okay, he knows it's over, so he hands the baby and he's like, okay, just tell him his father died. He got no. shot through the face, right? Was uh, that, that one? Yeah. Okay. And, and then that, she, that was gruesome. He's dark. like, make sure my my son knows this. Make sure this. This. She goes. She cuts him off. Says, no, he won't even know your name. Bam. I shoot him. Like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, that was, that was a really good scene. Because he's so bad. Yeah, he is horrible. Like, um... She messed him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was dead at first. I like, thought, yeah, I after that yeah. scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Also, 2006, uh, best picture was Crash. Was Crash... Yes, this was... Yeah, def- that was so undeserving. Anyway, yeah. go on. Um, but yeah, this oh, was definitely right. better Let's than talk Crash. about that. Can we have an episode that... Can we have an episode that we, have episode that we just talk about all the winners for the past Oscars? Yes. How they And rank them? Um, but anyway, um, I think, oh, uh, one thing, uh, speaking of frequent collaborators, um, two of the kids that were in Devil's Backbone are in this as oh. soldiers. Oh, cool. Um, hmm. I, I don't remember the kid's name, um, from Devil's Backbone, but the tall kid who's like the bully. The bully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is in this as the stuttering, um, oh, okay. I, I, I didn't either until I... You look, I, I, yeah. I looked at his credits like, oh, he was in he was in Pans. Who was he? Oh, yeah, he That's was the cool. stuttering kid, yeah. and the kid that played um, the the two main kids, the bully and the protagonist, are all are both in uh, oh, uh, Pans. Um, Who was Carlos? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I don't remember. But he not nobody major. Okay. Um, but right, that that was the yeah. 
I mean, it's going to be a name. I mean, yeah, for You know sure. what I mean? But, um, I loved Pan's Labyrinth. Um, but I don't know... I mean, after this movie, he didn't do another, like, critical success until Shape of Water. I mean... Yeah, because help... Oh boy! Not as high as the others, but it's no. I mean, it. it I mean, I didn't dis. I didn't hate Crimson Peak. What the it just. You like about Crimson Peak? I. Th- we went and saw it, right? It was us. No, I saw that. With I Laura. saw it with some. I think you and Laura. I think went. To see Laura. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't. In Raul, right? I I just. Okay. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't remember. I need to see it again. I only saw it in theaters. I need to see it again too. I haven't seen it since it came out. So. Um, I'd like to see liked, it again. I liked it when it came out. It was more horror, though, so that's why I liked it. I feel like a lot of people got angry at it because they thought it was going to be scary. Yeah. I mean, it well, it, the trailers made it look kind of like a typical ghost horror movie. Right. But then it turned out to be like a gothic romance. People were like, man, that's not scary. Well, and then they got like bad word of mouth. There were scary bits in there, though. A little bit. I don't bit. know. I mean, not, it, really. not like I said, not a lot. It was, all, evil, it was yeah. a whole suspense right. kind of film. A little bit. I mean, the evil one was Jessica Chastain, you know? Yeah. No. Um, but it's after. Still a really good movie, though. After Pans, he did what? He did um, Hellboy 2. I was on it. Uh, Hellboy 2, some other things. Uh, some Pacific other Rim. Pacific Rim. Uh, Mama, he was a yeah, big uh, producer. Yeah, Pacific Rim. Uh, Crimson Peak was 2015. Right. And then uh, 2017 was Shape of Water. Everyone here likes Pacific Rim. I, I enjoy Pacific Rim. I like, I like I it more than everybody here. Because I don't care. I don't care I don't about like Pacific Rim. I, I don't I, care about mechs and monsters. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I, I like Pacific Rim more than I like more than everybody here likes Pacific Rim, yeah. but I mean I don't think it's, I think it's probably. Uh, it's the best. It's because the Transformer movie. Oh yeah, it's true. I think without, without Del Toro, it would have been utter trash. You know, and, like, and we will find out soon enough. Yeah. I just really hate. Uh, what's his name? Charlie Day. Oh, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, Charlie Hunt. Bro, he's why so you bad. hate the yeah, king? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Why really do care you for... hate the king? And he's worked with him twice, so like. I guess Gamble does. Why do you hate the king? So, are you upset that he did not direct Hobbit? Very upset that he didn't direct Hobbit. I would have loved to see Del Toro's Hobbit. That would have been. I was so excited about that, and that was he was attached to it for a really long time. And then MGM, MGM, because financial issues. No, they took uh, production was taking too long, and he it was he was attached to it for five plus years. And maybe it's a good thing he didn't do it though. No, because I don't like those movies. I'm saying maybe it's a good thing he didn't do it. Oh well, no, maybe. Yeah, but I, if he I mean, done it, like I'm sure it would have been bad. better. It was stretched well, out for three movies. It was so bo- they were so boring. Well, they were. Uh, that wasn't the plan. The plan was one movie. Oh really? And then Peter Jackson came on, uh, and expanded it to two movies, and then the halfway like, through filming the first movie, the studio okay. demands oh, it to become so a trilogy. Movie, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he had a problem with studio interference and taking too long and not having full c- control. He still has writing credit on those three for movies. For two. Uh, for all three. Is it all three? All three. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much of, I mean, you know, I don't know how much of that he actually, is it just two? It's Unexpected Journey and the Battle of the Five Armies. Okay, so not Desolation of Smog. Okay, well, either way. Screenplay for that, whatever. Um, but he's still, uh, I don't know how much of him, of Del Toro is actually in the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, well, it's like whenever he's like producing. I feel like his name got attached to a lot of things. Like, like when he's one. produced Kung Fu Panda Two, did or he? Puss in Boots? Like yeah, Mama, I think he, yeah, he did. Ma- he's executive producer for Mama. Guys. I feel like he. They put his name on a bunch of stuff. Rise of like the Guardians. Or, Rise of the Guardians was the. Um, is that the one with Jack? Uh, Jack Hugh, Frost. Hugh, no, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, is the Easter Bunny. Yes, yes. it is. That's it's <laughs> Avengers for kids. Yeah. Avengers for babies. It's yeah. you know Jack Frost, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny. I didn't absolutely hate this movie. I, I like I like Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> yeah. But I mean but I mean that's not a Del Toro movie. No, it's he's, he, it. yeah, he just has an executive producer. The the, the, the most similar movie to his the, the movie he produced that is most similar to his directed movies is The Orphanage. Uh, but that's not great anyway. But um real quick I guess we should talk about the one that he just won. Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water. Um I love Shape of Water. Shape it's, of Water is really good. Mm-hmm. My my opinion of going into um, Best Picture season and award season was that I like Shape of Water better, but I feel like Three Billboards is a better movie. Okay. I like. I feel like Shape of Water. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like Three Billboards is a superior film. I guess, but I enjoy Shape of Water more, and I will rewatch that is more. Guillermo Yes, and I and I'm trying to be objective. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But I guess I was wrong, you know. I mean, yeah, um, for sure. Because I thought three billboards. I was one. so surprised. I mean, I think a lot of people were right. 
Yeah, well, I think I think it was except kind of that like, it won a ton of things that night. So, like the prevailing theory is like so the way they vote on Oscars is that they rank them one to five, one they to ten. Their top, I think when they're voting they do one to five or something. Oh, do like they? That, or whatever they rank them, and then the theory is that Shape of Water got the most like number twos and threes and stuff like that, and ended up being. Average, average is is, I, I, I actually read an article about it. So the way that, yeah, I, I think that is correct. So the way it's done is like they rank them one to whatever. Yeah. And if something has, if nothing has 50%, they remove the bottom one. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, or no, they remove like, I, I there's a, there's a formula there's a to it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's until the, one of them has 50%. That's, um, okay. So it's, yeah, but it's sort of like not exactly most votes wins. Gotcha. It's placement. And like, hmm. If if three billboards had forty five percent of the vote, and Shape of Water had forty percent of the vote or thirty eight percent of the vote or something, but it had more number twos than Shape of Water did, you know, it it, 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 the, yeah, there's like weighted voting. Kind of like with the power rankings, so you could have the most movies on the, in the correct spot but still right. lose, you know, right? They don't average out to be oh, the for closest, sure. you know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but so I, the weird thing with Shape of Water is it's still in theaters. It is, and comes out on Blu-ray in two weeks. I know. Yeah. Well, a lot well, of they the, keep all the Oscar yeah, a lot of the Oscar movies. I was looking at Saturday. Movie. We're still. Uh, I I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. That well, one even at that that it would be on Blu-ray as quickly as it is. It's I on know. streaming now. It's on digital. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, most I and most it. of the Oscar movies are on too. Voodoo. And I was like, oh, we have Shape of Water now, because <laughs> I don't live with my parents, but like we share the same voodoo. Yeah. And it's like, uh, oh, we, it's like, we, to it. it's like mom went and bought all the Oscar movies. Like now we have oh, Lady Bird cool. and all these things. I'd say we go tonight, but you got to watch The Voice. Yeah. That's true. Um, I've seen it three times in theaters wow. already. I've seen Dang. it twice. So I only far. saw it once. I only saw it once also. I love it right? so much. I, I thought you saw it <laughs> twice. <Right>. You know, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that at the same time with like Pan's Labyrinth and I really like the Hellboy series. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. I, I really like his Hellboy series. And as much as he wanted to explore more of the Hellboy series, as well as doing that third movie, with Shape of Water, as much as many people, and I've included, have it's Ape Sapien's origin or whatever, uh-huh. I would have liked to seen him do an Ape Sapien movie, which I think, to an extent, this is also his attempt at that, without oh, having that copyright. I don't know about that. I, well, no. What I t- do with Ape Sapien? But... I mean, other than it's a fish man. Well, I, other than his design. But I don't... Because you can see him... Doing that story with Abe Sapien, you can see I, Abe having that kind of story arc. I don't know. I don't. It's just for me. I mean, I think visually it looks like Abe, but I mean, other it than could that, be Abe Sapien fanfics in. But I. That's exactly that's my <laughs> point. I mean, this you could see like not in comics, but in a sense that this would could easily been one of his stories. It's more his take on Beauty and the Beast. I, feel like. I that, that also true. true. Um, but either way, I think. There's no doubt that Shape of Water is one of his best movies, but do you do you feel like that this is not sort of a Gary Oldman thing where like we're sorry you didn't get nominated for your other really good movies, um, or do you think it's? I don't think so. I think, I think this. I, yeah, I think this deserves it. Oh, I do too. I but. think Pans is better. Yeah, but I think this deserved it. I, this one's more uh, commercial. Yeah, like, more accessible. It's in English, and it's like. A romance, which you know, I don't know. It's more accessible to. I think you also had your star power that you had in it too is a little more easily commercial. Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, you have Octavia Spencer is the only and Michael Shannon. I, I don't think most people are gonna know who Michael Shannon is. They go, oh, that guy. And the same yeah. with same with Richard Jenkins. Like, I love Richard Jenkins, but like, average Joe on the street doesn't know who Richard Jenkins is. Jenkins. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, but I, I don't know what he's working on next. Um, not Hellboy. Yeah, but um, I don't. I'd be surprised if it was another monster movie, though, or like very you know prominent monster movie. He's doing the the seat, the spinoff series for Pacific Rim. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think. What do you What do you expect him to do? I don't know. Um, I think something more subdued. Uh, something not as um. Something genre y, but not like Pinocchio. That's his next one. As directing? Uh-huh. Executive okay. producer and director. Okay. I mean, we'll see. I'm, that, that doesn't sound that exciting, but I mean, I'm, I mean... It's it's like the original Grimm's Pinocchio, oh, okay. too. Not Disney's Pinocchio. Well, I, we'll see if that happens. He gets attached to a lot of things that don't, that don't happen. That is true. Um, um, so between Crimson Peak and Shape of Water, it was two years. Right. So we assume that we'll get another one in two years. 
Yeah. That, I'm yeah, kind of disappointed in that track record. That it's Pinocchio. I don't know. I feel like he's at his best for me when he's there's not like the when he's doing his own thing. Meddling, you know? For sure. Kind of his yeah, own story. Yeah. But it, yeah, but it is it's it is well it's the Grimm's Pinocchio. It's not Disney's Pinocchio. I get that. So I don't I don't I like know. his vis- his original stories. Mm-hmm. Like Hellboy and Blade and all and Pacific right. Rim they're are okay. the bottom for me. Right. Well, yeah, for sure. I agree. Well. He says, um, Del Toro has said um, that he feels that the worst thing a director can have is to be given everything he wants, you know, in terms of creativity. He says that that, that, that is the death of creativity, and, and that's evidence with something with an unlimited budget like Transformers or, you know, like, you know, I think that is very true, and I think, you know, even though he has all this status and gravitas before this before shape of water and before the wind people you know he was a well-respected director he still didn't have an unlimited budget for this movie he didn't have unlimited special effects or you know he had to you know do make do with what he had and he had to write his own story and all these things and i think um that that is a very true statement but i don't know if that's gonna now that he's won though i don't know if that makes a makes a difference like i wonder if he's now gonna just be able to do whatever he wants no matter I'm what sure people I, give him a little bigger budget i am i am still really upset that he is not doing justice league dark or oh. he dropped out of that too even yeah. with all the designs and concept that was released a little bit after shape of water came out just to see like the swamp thing animations that he was right. working on it just i would have liked that movie it's yeah that he can't already do whatever he wants because i know he got he had um trouble funding shape of water like they he didn't did. give him as much money oh really wanted. yeah he had to like cut some corners but you can't you tell. You know by watching it, yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- where would you rank these these five movies? Uh, or the four movies that we just talked about? Four. Um, In terms of, you know, your favorites. Okay. One, to, one to four. Pans, Shape, Devil's Backbone, Kronos. Okay. Ron? Shape, Kronos, Devil's Backbone, Pans. Dylan? I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, Devil's Backbone, and I, the, two and three is really That's hard why for I me. Can't decide between Pans it's, and Shape of Water. Is it's, that what you're two? it's Devil's Backbone and either Pan or Shape of, or yeah, Pans or Shape. And I, I, I like the message of Shape better. Yeah, I'd say Shape of Water. I think is better than Pans, but I love it's. It's like the difference between a nine two and a nine four. Yeah. Like I feel like it's. I feel like they're hard to compare. They're so different. You know. They are, but, but I, I mean, I would give Shape the edge because I like the message of like. People who are like considered others, you know, I feel like right. it's really relevant today. Kill all others. Yeah, kill. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Shout like, out like, to the, Phil Kidd. With the mute and like the black woman and gay man and like all these like people teaming up to take down this like awful. Right. Straight white guy. How great is Michael Shannon in this movie? As like this. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. so good. As he is really you just good. really hate, hate him. him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And really him and his good. two fingers. Yeah, he was. He was. Excellent. But I just feel like the me- this message is like super important today. I know? no, I agree. I agree. And that's why it, I'm glad that he won. You know, it's like Mexico gave us like four, four good directors, like four best directors out of five years. It's awesome. Right. No. A- Someone very true. Should acknowledge that Mexico gives us a lot of like. Cool <laughs> stuff too, you know. I don't know what you're talking about, Dylan. Um, but uh, it's it. Shape of Water is 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 huge. 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 Yeah. Um, seen it. Do you think he's seen it? He was like rooting for Michael. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Um, but anyway, is this a Michael Bay film? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, what's what's your order then? Pans, Shape of Water, Devil's Backbone, Kronos. Okay, you copied me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't decide between Shape of Water and Devil's Backbone. I for me, really. for me, yeah, for me, it's Shape of Water and Pants. I have Devils back on at number one. Oh, okay, yeah. So we all had different opinions. Thank there you. Very all right. good. Um, oh, but, wait, but Crimson Peak is number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going that, then Hellboy. It's not. Uh, yeah. Um, but but anyway. Um, so that's our. I think that that about does it for our um, our creator spotlight on Guillermo del Toro. Um, so if you haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, if you haven't seen anything, I would recommend starting with these four. Um, which one? Which one yeah, would you say? Which one? Yeah, watch them in order. Go, yeah. Watch them progress. Yeah. You know, watch them in release order. The best way. I think that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, and just know watching Chronos that it gets better. 
<laughs> but but I think but Kronos, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's like well, Kronos is oh, Kronos is like an eight five or a nine. Kronos is really good. Oh, he's tripping, you know, for sure. Yeah, well, what's his know, is his peak pans or is his shape? Well, we just talked about that. Okay. It depends on your opinion. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think I think they're all they're all nine two or better. Is what it, we wouldn't grade no, them higher sure. than a nine two. You know for what sure. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think they're all. They're yes is the correct answer. They're all better. They're all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So start watch them in order. Um, and you know just watch watch the Spanish ones first, and then then go watch Shape, and then watch it everything else if you want to. Um, but before we wrap up, uh, we do have a couple of events. Um, I think we have on the uh, March the the um, I'm March trying to remember. Oh, Mar- no, March twenty eighth. Sure, do March twenty eighth. <laughs> March twenty eighth. Uh, Realm Volume One. Uh, Bedrock City cover. Exclusive. Exclusive. Dungeons and Dragons homage. Yes, it comes out that Wednesday, the twenty. But you can pre-order it now. You can yes. pre-order it now. And by and Jeremy Hahn, the covered. Artist, yes. interior, interior artist, artist Jeremy Hall. signing here on Free Comic Book Day. Yes, it will. So you can pick up your copy, limited to 4,000, um, <laughs> and get it signed on Free Comic Book Day. For sure, yeah, In yeah, case yeah. we don't have it by the time Free Comic Book Day rolls around. Yeah. Um, March 18th. March at, 18th. I want to say 17th, but I knew that wasn't right. At our, Tara McPherson. At our Washington location. Yes, yes. Um, Tara McPherson will be five. doing a signing there. Yes, and three to five. Shop. And a pop-up pop shop. Yeah. Um, it's a tour. She's like done. Yeah, she's, like, she's doing, doing a tour. A she yeah. she was here a couple of months ago, if you remember. Yeah. Um, but come come and see her. Uh, she's only there for a couple of hours. I think three to five. Something yeah, like that. Three, three to five. five. Um, so go down and see Tara McPherson. Uh, she does some really cool art. Uh, we'll have a lot of her books there. Um, the Wonder Woman statue. Yep, yep. All types of uh, of things. Yep. Um, and then also on March eighteenth, join us at our Westheimer location for Dollar Box Sunday. Yeah. And also on March 18th, uh, we have D&D, Ron. <laughs> oh, boy. That's right. Sounds fun. That's not a, that's not a public event. I'm just reminding Ron. <laughs> um, is it that Sunday? That's cool. It's it fine. I'll be here. So it's yeah, it. exactly. All right. Um, and then I'll leave. When's 4705? What? <laughs> We're giving away four stuff. And you're, Sometime so you're soon. Stuff too, right? Like... Dean Are we? and Leanne have been calling me a lot about, about the death of Thor. They're breaking oh. armbands and they're giving away. Uh, oh. Well, what, free Thor trading cards and Thor movie digital codes are giving oh. away with, with uh, Thor 705. That's cool. Okay. Uh, March 21st. There you go. There you go, boy. So, death of Mighty Thor. So, Thor 705. There you go. And we have so, a, a random launch party that we're brainstorming now. <laughs> random random Actually, launch party? Oh, we we yeah. shouldn't announce that. We shouldn't announce that yet. No, it's no. officially happening, but you should come in and give us input because. I'll ask you, Michael, on air. Ooh, it's, hot uh, take. It's Captain America, number one, Word. on 4th of July. Okay. And also, Natch. Batman and Catwoman are getting married. Word. You too. Okay. So I want to do like a wedding slash barbecue thing. Reception. Word. That sounds good. That sounds but, like a reception, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. barbecue. A barbecue oh, wedding reception. That doesn't make sense. Hey, we're in Why Texas. not? It's just, my dude, this is, this is Texas. We're in Texas. You, but you Batman can... and Catwoman would not have a cook-off. What in tarnation are you talking about? Stop it. <laughs> You're you're off the show, <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, so, yes, uh, so if you're if you're in if you're in town uh, yes. those weekends uh, or those days, we really would appreciate y'all coming by, and come by and talk to Ron. Michael, no, Ooh. no, come talk, talk to, to Michael. Come talk go, to me. Go to Sugarland. Yeah, go to Sugarland. Talk on to Highway me. Six and Dulles. 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 Go talk to Ron go about Guillermo del Toro. Go talk to your boy. Come talk to Hyde about Star Wars Rebels because the series finale. Nobody cares about Rebels. Everyone cares about Rebels. Nobody okay. cares. They're not all dying. They're all dead. Oh, and talk to Michael about why Crimson Peak is the best. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, no one Just go see Michael. He misses y'all. This is true. Um, He's really lonely. Uh, yes. Um, go in and talk to Ron about whatever you want. About about how Pan, he needs to revisit Pan's Labyrinth and watch it again. I guess. You need to revisit Pan's. I guess. You do. Tell me on Twitter at yes. BRC Uncanny and on a. Uh, Vero. Yeah. So at Uncanny we're, Universe, we're expanding our uh, social media. <laughs> We're uh, on Facebook, as always, as uh, Uncanny Universe Podcast. What would? Uh, really creative. Uh, and on Twitter. What would? B- at BRC Uncanny. What would? We're on Vero. What would? Uh, I need you to stop I'm that. I'm not. Uh, which, uh, what are we on Vero? Universe. Uncanny Universe. Yes, yes. And then we're on MySpace. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're on, we are actually on MySpace. We have YouTube? Yeah. Well, oh, on, the, the, on the Bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> we're on YouTube as on Bedrock City. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All the time, Dylan. 
Uh, no, we don't have an Instagram. Dylan, do you want to run the Instagram? No. I'll I hate Instagram. Instagram. I'll run Sorry. the Instagram. Why do you hate You're Instagram? You're not. You're running MySpace. I'm running the Instagram. Why do you get to run two? I'm only running... Oh. What? No. <laughs> no. Don't. It's okay to not have Instagram, but not when you have Vero MySpace. No. Yeah, no. No, the Instagram is coming soon. I got the Instagram. It's coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, but follow us on all those places, please. Come in and talk to us. We really appreciate all of the support. The downloads, the streams, whatever. The questions. Social, questions, please. Uh, social media interactions. We really appreciate it. Um, but thank you all so much for downloading us. Later, guys. It's Ron. This is Hyde. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.